0: Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Lauren Mazodonski.
1: And my name is Michelle Moss, and we are so happy to have our listeners here on our Monday morning or whatever morning you listen. So how are you, Lauren? I'm good. I do have a sick little kiddo, but, you know, mom life. Yeah. you seems like you've had sick kids a lot this past, you know, couple of years. It's been a lot. Yeah. It's like getting used to school. (laughs) Yes. Well, and again, that's kind of... That kind of relates to what we're going to talk about today. Um, we were looking through some things and found this really interesting article in Psychology Today. And the article is written by Mark Rigo, And this is specifically for therapists and coaches, but this is something that we can all use in our life. And it's interesting how when we read this, it really resonated with us. So the questions, It's the the name of the article is, the questions that every therapist or coach should ask. And these are questions that I actually haven't really asked all that often in my practice. And I don't know if you have, but it's something that I'm going to start using. Um, but it also was easy to look back as we talked about this early before we jumped on of how we, this has affected us and some of these questions could have been used or have been used for us. So the first question is when you're you know thinking about talking to your clients, or for yourself, question ask yourself is, do you feel like yourself? And I think that's an interesting question. Um, And the article says this offers a bridge between the patients who are not yet sure what's wrong and, and the ones that are seeking help, but they're not really ready to say it out loud. So this is just sort of that beginning question. So I'll ask you, Lauren, has there been a time in your life when you didn't feel like yourself? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, after my divorce for sure, it, it definitely
1: felt like a rediscovery of me. Well, then that goes to the second question because the second important question, if the answer is no, you don't feel like yourself. The second question is what's missing or what would get you back to feeling like yourself? So when you went through the divorce, what was missing? Was it like self-esteem? Was it feeling in a partnership? What was missing for you? Why didn't you feel like yourself?
0: Um, I definitely wanted to look at like why I lacked confidence or um, just discover the insecurities in me that maybe didn't allow me to have a voice or stand up for myself. Um, a lot of that. And I also had to tap in on the shame that I felt around
1: the word divorce and getting divorced. I didn't want to say it. And and that also brings up when you don't feel like yourself, your role was what before your divorce? What was your role? Um, mom, wife. Right. So then when you get divorced, you're still mom, but that role changes. And so how do you feel like yourself when yourself was a mom, wife, and now you're mom
0: divorced? Well, I think it was hard too, because I was so... I was kind of young for getting divorced. I didn't have like really any friends that had gotten divorced. So I kind of felt like so bitter about like my life is changing. This is what it should look like. All of those things. Um, But then, yeah, I went deep into personal development to discover me and kind of those whys behind um, the insecurities.
1: So then, so then what you, what was missing was the self-esteem, the role. Yeah. And then, then that was what you set out. And letting there. go of judge self-judgment. I think that was a huge
0: one. So really fully love myself and not feel like it was ever attached to like this perfect person. This is what you have to be. It's like you can show all the flaws
1: and have a voice. I love that. And it's, and again, the insight went with diving into the self-discovery it doesn't just mm-hmm. happen and we don't avoid it. And if we do avoid it, we stay in that position of feeling. Well, and
0: knowing too that that growth is still going to be painful, that healing, that whole journey. But I, I was already in pain feeling like not myself.
1: And I think we all go through these little things. Big things and little things at times in our lives where we don't feel like ourselves, but but that's an awesome place to start for journaling. Not you yeah, know, not everything that comes up maybe has to be go to a coach or go to a therapist. But you can do this for yourself. You know, we like this is a human condition. We all go through things that make us feel like we're not ourselves. And so asking ourselves, do I feel like myself and what's missing and kind of journaling about that? And then that can help us down the path of figuring out who we are, what we need and how to get back to who we are. And maybe it's a new version of ourselves. You know, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not at, you know, at this particular moment, you're not mom, married. you will be, but it still will be a different, a different self because it's, you know, a new relationship. Um, and I'm going to say when John and I went bankrupt and we were, you know, a part of this community, um, and we went out and did all these things and spent money on wine dinners and trips and all those things, which was, which was great. I mean, but in, in the moment when we lost all of that, we didn't know who we were. It's like, okay, our friend group, are they still our friends? Are they not our friends? You know, we can't do the same things anymore. It's, it's humiliating. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. You sort of change who you are and and roll in and, and circle the wagons and stay home. And, um, you know there was a lot of shame with all of that and i heard you say that too the shame you know those judgments mm-hmm. we are putting on ourselves um you know a lot of people went through what we did at that time and it was beyond our control i mean there were things we could have done differently but we had to grow and learn and dig our way out and gain our confidence that was another thing you said you lost you know some of these things that happen to us as humans they take away our confidence they create shame and judgment and pain. And so, you know, had we had to work through all of that stuff and regain that sense of confidence that even though that thing happened to us and it was horrible, it doesn't define us and it's not going to keep us in that place. And we're going to keep moving forward. And I have grown into this person. Um, that I never could have been if I hadn't gone through that too. That's the other thing, Mm -hmm. those things that we go through, you are an amazing coach, especially for moms and women going through divorce or in relationship issues because you've been there, right? Yeah. I know how it feels to be at the bottom and have to have my mom and dad bail us out for the electric bill. I mean, that's a hard thing to say out loud. And you know what? It doesn't cause me pain anymore because that's a part of who I, who I am. It doesn't define me and we are not there. That's what I was going to say. Don't you think that's interesting? Like both of us, um,
0: we've kind of let those things almost be part of our identity at that time.
1: Yes, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm a bad person because I made terrible financial choices, even though some of them weren't ours. I mean, they were made in the economy. You're, oh, what's wrong with you because you got a divorce? What's wrong with me because this happened? You know, it's that thing that, again, we all have things we're carrying around that we've gone through that is a part of who we are, but doesn't define us. You know, whether it's, a yeah. divorce, or, or, you know, I could list a uh, 10 things that we've gone through, you know, whether it's the death of my parents or my husband and I's um, marital issues. That could have, that's a whole nother thing. You know, there's so many different things that we've, gone through that if we learn from it helps us to grow you know and become a better version of ourselves but it's interesting we have to start with what isn't right we have to start with that point and work on how to make things better which is what you did you did professional development you looked at you're doing it for other people now but in the beginning you went out looking at podcasts listening to podcasts doing all these things reading books because you wanted to help yourself yeah. And then in turn, now you're turning that into helping other people. And I love that because that's, that's the growth journey, not just helping self, but helping others.
0: Yeah. And I think one of my biggest lessons in that, even so I stay true to me is knowing the self-care and the working on me and me always like, well, I mean, life is 50, 50, it's never going to be perfect, but that way I can show up better in my relationships with more confidence because that's something I learned about myself. Um, So that's why these check-ins are so good, because we are always going to be growing and changing. So you kind of
1: got to recheck in with yourself. Well, and if you wouldn't have done the work, you could have very easily settled in that time of not feeling yourself on another unhealthy relationship. Oh for sure out of insecurity I totally could have went for outside validation right or I can't be alone I have to be with somebody instead of waiting the 4 or 5 years that you did you mm-hmm. know that would have been very easy and and if we don't do these thought provoking questions for ourselves when we're not feeling like ourselves and what is missing we can keep spinning our wheels and doing the same thing over and over and over again and we're not going to grow you know like you said it's painful to grow we have to You know, not just understand what it is, but own it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I made some mistakes. I'm not, you know, my internal locus of control is I know I have control over some things and I'm going to take control over those things. I did make some mistakes. You learned on what you've done in your previous marriage that you want to do things differently. Like you said, you found your voice. These are the parts that if you don't work on it, we're going to keep doing the same thing over and over.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important too to pay attention to when you maybe buffer to feel better instead of allowing yourself to feel the discomfort.
1: That's for sure. Well, and then that that leads us to the final question. You know, those are the two main main questions: Do you feel like yourself? And if the answer is no, what's missing? But the final question is: Do you have the capacity for fun, interest, and relaxation? See, that's that self care part you've already alluded to and mentioned. Mm-hmm. So we we have to work on filling our cup. We have to work on reducing our anxiety. We have to work on finding ways to find peace and joy to help us feel more like ourselves. You know, when I was in that mindset of circling the wagons and my husband and I wouldn't go out, we wouldn't do anything. I wasn't finding anything to fill my cup either. We were just kind of hunkering down, trying to ride it out. You know, (laughs) you have to learn and get back to that point where, okay, We'll find new ways of, you know, doing things that fill our cup, new, new things. It's not always the yeah. same. Thing. Yeah. So okay. I, it, it, I wanted to add this quote to, um, for this particular discussion, because I think this is important too, and it kind of ties it all back up together. Keep taking time for yourself until you're you again. And that's from Lala Diaya, And I think that is, um, so true. That if we don't do these things, we're not going to feel like ourselves. And this is the way to do it.
0: Yeah. And allowing yourself the space to slow down and not just like be busy. We talked about that in Corinne's episode a couple of weeks ago. It's just sometimes we allow ourselves to be busy, busy, busy. So we don't think, heal, and pour into ourselves and really see what's going on. I
1: sure did that. I sure did that. Sometimes I still do that. I... I, uh, interviewed Corey Kessler from Corfit and hers is out this week. Um, but as she's speaking to me, she's speaking our language, but then it's also ringing the alarm bell that I, and I've said this to you before too. I'm not doing the things yet for myself. I'm still in that busy mode and, um, just really trying to find the time. Well, that's an excuse putting my priority for myself first. See there, I'm learning too. I'm still evolving (laughs) Um, and making sure I'm doing those things for myself, which I am Mm -hmm. today. So, and I've got a little more time to do that as well. Well, you're doing those self-check-ins. So hopefully this is a reminder
0: for our listeners too. We still do it. um, So hopefully if you have some time,
1: listen back and write those questions down and journal on them for you. Yeah. I think maybe we even put a prompt out there for For our listeners, because it's not just about therapy and and coaching. Like I said, this is something we can ask ourselves at different times when we're feeling disconnected, uncomfortable, a little bit down, a little bit anxious. Ask ourselves some of these questions. Do you feel like yourself? And if the answer is no, what's missing? And are you able to have joy in your life? Those are important, important things. So, all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, It's also a little vulnerable for us to share some of our stuff because, you know, we're allowing our our true selves, all the good, bad, and in between to show. And that's, that's because we are human and this is the human existence. We're all going through this stuff together. So, all right. Well, as always keep listening and keep moving forward.